Hey, thanks um, so much for having me come to speak to you. I uh, I am a bit of a Christmas freak. I do love I do love Christmas, and I love to see people celebrating and enjoying uh, enjoying Christmas. And uh, it's nice to see so many. Um, uh, people here enjoying themselves and even people I know and even one of my favourite students is here. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted to talk to you about Christmas and why I love Christmas. I love Christmas. I love talking about it. I love planning for it. Um, my daughter and I joke that we start getting ready for Christmas on Boxing Day. Oh good. Um, and I can't see my PowerPoint up there so I'm going to turn around every now and again and um, hopefully click on um, I love decorating. Uh, I do loads of gingerbread um, every year. My nieces and nephews uh, come and we do gingerbread houses together or gingerbread snow globes or whatever I can think of that's creative and fun and it's a really great time to be together and there's getting more and more nieces and nephews and it's getting bigger and bigger but it's still a beautiful time to celebrate with them. I love listening to Christmas carols and I listen to I have that on the whole time that I'm baking or whatever and going around the house singing. Um, let me see if this works. Oh that skipped forward a long way. <laughs> Go that. Oh, great. So I love watching Christmas movies and these are the Christmas movies that, you know, I grew up watching in the, in the 70s. Uh, so there you go. That's how old I am. Um, and, you know, I particularly love the little, I love the puppets and all of that. So my daughter says they're really freaky and she can't understand why I like watching them, but I make her watch them too. And uh, I really love the little drummer boy. I always get a tear in my eye about the little drummer boy as well. I also... Okay, it might, we might need that slide to move on to the next one if um, my friends at the back can make it go. Fabulous. Okay. And so I also love reading A Christmas Carol. I try to make my Year 10 students watch a version of A Christmas Carol every year just so that I can indulge myself in it again. And you can see here that I have a collection, a collection of um, Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol, uh, beautiful editions with lovely pictures, and I make a point of trying to read it every year, although my eyesight is not as good as it used to be. So now I listen to it and I've got a whole range of audiobooks with different actors doing um, A Christmas Carol. So it's really beautiful. And when we're not having COVID, which we have for the last couple of years, I love to go and sing in Handel's Messiah or to watch a performance of that. And I love watching Nigella's Christmas specials. Anybody like watching Nigella's Christmas? My, my, daughter, my daughter calls her Butter Lady. Uh, and so we watch Butter Lady every year and we, we never make anything that she makes, but we, you know, we get quite excited about watching it. We feel like that's Christmas is coming now. And in the last couple of years with COVID happening, we, we've actually started to get to know our neighbours across the road. We were always very busy and, and we don't have neighbours where we are and they're on the other side of the road and we just used to look through their kitchen window. Um, but in the last couple of years, we've started to coordinate with them our Christmas light display. And in fact, it's now so good between the two of us that we actually made it onto the Neighbourhood Facebook page last year as recommended viewing. So you can see I really love Christmas and I'm doing all these things and I'm really enjoying myself and I'm trying to capture something that, that, um, that makes Christmas meaningful to me. And it, and it feels like I'm not the only one doing that. I mean, you're all here. But let's just think about in the shops for a moment. Um, that might move on for me. Yep, move that one on. 
Great, thanks. Um, so we see it in the shops, don't we? The T-shirts, the ads, the cards, and you can see here, these are little coasters. I thought they were rather sweet. And they've all got these lovely sentiments. Christmas isn't a season, it's a feeling. The true spirit of Christmas is love. The best gift around the Christmas tree is the presence of the family. And I particularly like this one, this ad that I saw from Maya, um, which should pop up in a sec for you to see. <laughs> uh, this is gorgeous, right? Okay, so bring some holiday spirit into your space and get ready to host a beautiful Christmas. <laughs> it feels like everyone knows, right, that Christmas is special and they have a sense that it's significant, that it's much, somehow something much bigger than we truly understand. And so as if we're all trying in our own ways to capture the wonder and the mystery that we sense is Christmas. But for me, the question is, what actually are we trying to tap into? What is it that we're trying to capture? A couple of years ago, I read an article um, by the ABC journalist Virginia Trioli. I'm sure many of you have heard of her. Um, and uh, she was reflecting on... Somebody had come into the office, it was the beginning of December, and they said, hey, getting ready for Christmas? And she's like, oh, no. And she sort of wrote about why she was feeling like that, uh, that Christmas, you know, it should be a joyful time, but you feel very pressured and that kind of thing. And she said that what we're looking for at Christmas is love. I'm going to pop that up for you so you can see the, um, the quote because it's really interesting. Just reflect on this for a minute. We crave, she said, so much complete love in our lives, so much perfectly created happiness that this one day of the year, packed as it is with expectation, must, of course, fail us. Do you think that she has it right? I mean, I'm certainly packing a lot into my Christmas. Um, is what we're looking for complete love? Is that, what, is that what we're trying to package up for ourselves? And I think that she does have her finger on something, actually. I think that love is what we're looking for and what the world is looking for. And sometimes I think we're, maybe we're trying to, you know, look for that love, that sort of gap in our lives, that hole in our, in our hearts by trying to get into the Christmas spirit. That's what we're trying to do. Then I guess she's right, actually, because Christmas will be a letdown. Why? Well, I think because all our efforts to create a beautiful Christmas are really just shadows or poor copies of the reality that we are hankering for. I heard a story recently of a mother who had worked hard to get everyone and everything organised throughout December. In fact, I'm sure many of the mothers here will have had that experience. Also, whilst working very hard as a nurse during COVID. Christmas Day rolled around and after all her efforts, someone said something very unkind to her on Christmas Day and it ruined her whole day. So she'd worked really hard to make Christmas wonderful and then it, it wasn't. 
The truth is that despite all our efforts, we simply can't guarantee that our happy daydreams will be fulfilled. I don't need to tell you that. I can, you know, you're all people who've lived. You know that that's the truth. We can try to get things the way we want them, but they don't always work out. Sometimes, but not always. So where can we find what it is that we are looking for? Let me tell you, let me remind you of the first Christmas night, a story that many of you will be very familiar with. The shepherds in the fields watching their sheep and suddenly, frighteningly, the universe seemed full of the most terrifyingly beautiful beings lighting up the night sky in a blaze of glory. And what were those angels there for? They were there, as this Bible verse on my little Christmas decoration tells us, they were there to proclaim the most complete act of love the world has ever known. I bring you great news of great joy that will be for all people. Today a saviour has been born, said the angel. And so we, many of you know the rest of the story. The shepherds hurried away to find the baby. Their lives were transformed. We're told they left praising God and spoke to everyone they knew about what they had seen and heard. And that is actually what the wonder and the mystery of Christmas is, that the God of all the universe reached down to us and loved us unworthy as we are. You may not know that that, this story of love actually began centuries, ages, eons before the story of Jesus. The story of the Bible tells us that God created humans to live in a loving relationship with him. It also tells us that humans rejected God and they broke that relationship. In a way, humans are like our young people living at home, not that any young people here will be like this, but some young people living at home who refuse to abide by the family rules. It's my life, they say, and I'll live by my rules. And the Bible tells us we're a bit like these children. It's God's house, so to speak, but we've rejected his rules. And that's what the Bible calls sin. Um, It's ignoring God and putting uh, ourselves in his place in our lives. Sin's not just the little things that we do that we know are nasty and selfish and wrong. All of those things that we do are rejecting God and ignoring God and telling God that it's our rules, not his rules. It's our life and we'll live it our way. And that actually is what sin is. And so you can be a really good person and still, by this definition, be a sinner. And there's a consequence, the Bible says, for sin. The consequence for ignoring God, for rejecting him, is that we're actually shut out from experiencing that loving relationship that he created us to be in from experiencing that complete love that he made us for. The well-known verse, John 3.16, tells us of this love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. Very famous Bible verse. And that's a theme throughout the Bible, actually. Elsewhere, the same John writes, how great is the love of the Father that he has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. So, perhaps you're here this afternoon and you're not sure about God or why we would even need a saviour. 
Perhaps you are aware of your brokenness, your failings. Perhaps you wish you could find some peace from yourself, not just from the world. Or perhaps, as I know will be the case for some, you've never really known complete and unselfish love. And you would really like to. So if that's the case, you know, you may have come here today with a friend who would probably be very happy to share with you their story of Jesus' love. And I'm sure there are people at this church and I'm very happy to talk to anyone afterwards. But there is a way to find that, that love. That's what I'm here to tell you this afternoon and that's what I've experienced myself. There's a great old Christmas carol, many of us will know, Hark the Herald Angels Sing. And it encapsulates in a single line the true meaning of Christmas. God and sinners, it says, hark the herald angels sing, God and sinners reconciled. Peace on earth, mercy mild, God and sinners reconciled. And this is what we celebrate at Christmas. This is what I'm celebrating at Christmas. All my little efforts, you know, to make things pretty and nice for myself, it's really nothing. It's to, these are just shadows of the thing that I'm really looking forward to, the thing that I'm hoping for, that my trust is in, the thing that I'm celebrating. It's not the Christmas spirit, although that's nice. It's a nice idea. It's not family, although that's very important. It's not some undefined hope in something better. But I'm celebrating the very real, the very glorious, the very lavish love of a God who cares about you so much that he sent his son into the world on that night so long ago so that you could be called a child of God and I could be called a child of God. And that is what the wonder and the mystery of Christmas is. That the God of all the universe came into the world as a baby and dwelled with his people that he died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sins, that he rose again and in doing all that made it possible for us to be reconciled with a heavenly father who loves us. As we celebrate this year, as you celebrate this year, my prayer for you and my hope for you will be that you will be conscious of that love. You'll be conscious of that lavish and complete love and that you will be able to look forward to that time when we will be able to celebrate Christmas, not in the shadows, but in the reality, in, in eternity with God. Thank you for having me.